1931 at a reform school for girls called Samarkand near Pinehurst. Some inmates set fires that destroyed two residential buildings. The girls were charged with arson, which was then a death penalty crime, and they were put on trial for their lives. Last week at the annual meeting of the North Carolina Literary and Historical Association in Raleigh, a new book about Samarkand won this year's Reagan Old North State Award for nonfiction. Karen Ziff, who's an associate professor of history at East Carolina University, is the author of Bad Girls at Samarkand, Sexuality and Sterilization in a Southern Juvenile Reformatory. Ziff uses the uh, 1931 fire only as a starting point to tell more disturbing stories. She explains, quote, the Samarkand arson case and investigation served as a turning point in North Carolina public policy history. This public policy shift from reform and redemption to classification and parole represented a new construction of white supremacy, a racism that defined whiteness more narrowly and stripped its privileges from light-skinned girls on the lowest economic rung, unquote. And it's also a complicated and moving story of the struggle of hardworking, well-meaning people, mostly women, to provide for the betterment of young women in troubled circumstances, how their efforts and the mixed results they achieved challenge those who set public policy today. Zip gives readers a poignant and disturbing look into racism, sexism, and misguided religious and scientific ideas of former times. And although we have rejected those ideas today, mostly, they governed progressive activists in the early part of the last century. In 1917, the North Carolina General Assembly established Samarkand as the state home and industrial school for girls and women to be governed by a board with extraordinary powers to discipline inmates and determine when they were ready to be released. The institution was for whites only. Nothing similar was provided for black women. In fact, the leading uh, advocate for the new institution, Hope Summerall, Chamberlain believed that white women were naturally virtuous, and those in trouble, she thought, were primarily victims who could be returned to virtue by proper training. Other proponents of the institution, uh, primarily those with experience in social work, characterized such women as feeble-minded and sex-delinquent. In their view, the new institution would measure and evaluate inmates and separate those who showed no potential to participate in society. Ultimately, after the establishment of the uh, institution at Samarkand, those those with uh, testing and measuring ideas prevailed, and uh, by the 1930s, girls were being given IQ tests, and those with an IQ of less than 65 were recommended for sterilization. In 1933, the state created the Eugenics Board to oversee and efficiently approve proposed sterilizations. And between 1933 and 1947, 293 women were sterilized at Samarkand. As described in John Rayleigh's book, Rage to Redemption in the Sterilization Age, there is much more to this bleak period in our state's history of sterilization. But 2011, Samarkand's efforts to reform, separate, and treat troubled girls and women came to an end with the closing of what was then called the Samarkand Youth Development Center. This is D.G. Martin.